Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Join me in celebrating Women's History Month. On March 27th, I'm hosting a special virtual event for her by her presented by Fiverr. We'll be spotlighting and interviewing some of the most successful female business owners and their experiences with Fiverr. In the U.S., women are driving growth, and each year that percentage increases. Women-led startups have more than doubled since 2020, and from 2019 to 2023, women-owned businesses' growth rate outpaced the rate of men's in new businesses, employment, and revenue. In this panel discussion, you'll hear from top female business owners who have not only started their own companies, but cater to women through their products and services. Don't miss out. Head to bossproject.com slash RSVP and save your seat for this empowering event created by women for women. It's free to attend. I can't wait to see you there. That's bossproject.com slash RSVP. This message is sponsored and brought to you by Fiverr. Hello. Good morning. (laughs) Good morning. Good morning. Okay, so we were chatting about the other day that I just thought this was really funny. And if there's any like actual medical professionals listening, oh, LOL, first of all, if you are, but DM me if this is actually true. You and I were talking about like the second growth spurt or puberty that we've been going. Yeah, it's horrible. (laughs) And it's puberty. It's puberty 2.0. I'm mostly on the other side of it, but. Damn. Yeah. I was like, I randomly was like starting to break out again on my face and my skin was acting all weird. But the main side effect of it is my bones are shifting is what's really happening. Why does no one talk about your hips widening as a natural part of being in your 30s? Being in your 30s. <laughs> I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Regardless if you've been pregnant or not. Literally. Just so we're clear. Yeah. Right. Because <laughs> I've never been pregnant. Everyone's always said your hips widen when you get no. pregnant. And I'm like, I don't think it has anything to do with that. I think you literally go through a second puberty and your bone shift and that's part of it. (laughs) But what it has opened up for me is because, you know, starting to get nice here in Kansas City and it was hot enough like a week and a half ago, I had to dig out some shorts and I literally just got new shorts last year because, you know, we all did the 2020 cushion ad. Uh (laughs) So I got new shorts in like 2020, 2021 and just could not could not get them up past like my thighs, which is fine. I literally don't care. But what is opening up for me is getting to buy new shorts, right? Yeah. So I did some Googling last night of like, what's going to be stylish this year? Like what's appropriate for like mid thirties? Like I don't need booty shorts, but I don't want Bermuda shorts and like what's happening. And I'm a summer dress gal. And so I don't need that many, but like, what are we doing here? And you know what's back in style that I'm very excited about and I ordered two of and I cannot wait and I hope they fit and I'm very excited. What's back in style? Skorts. I know. I've been thinking about getting some and I was like, I don't know. I did this hard up when I was in middle school. I am a huge fan. But in my defense, my mom did like actively play tennis multiple times a week. And so like me having a skort was the result of having a tennis mom, not 
because squirts were popular. So those are in style, like the flowy squirts. But you're talking about like a jean squirt. I'm talking about a jean squirt. And so I said, now are they jean? So I remember in like grade school, maybe junior high, they had some jean squirts that were only a front flap and then some that go all the way around. So it really looks like a skirt with built in shorts. So the two that I have are only the front flap. Okay. So I got them from American Eagle. If you guys want to look them up, they have a couple different styles. Ones of the front flaps that I didn't like because the front flap was like at an angle and like the flap was like a little bit longer than one side. And that just felt really weird to me. But the two that I bought have like they're denim, but they're buttoned down from the top to the bottom in the middle. So they look like just a cute denim skirt, but they're like, it's not a full flap where it's like flapping, you know, how like that was an issue. And so they look cute. And I would, I think, ultimately prefer a full skirt with just like surprise shorts underneath. But these look cute on. And so I got like a really pretty like army green kind of color and then a black, like a faded black. And I'm very excited. So we'll see. They're on sale and I'm trying them. But ultimately, I think. Me and summer dress because I do bike shorts under my summer dresses. Yeah, because sure. obviously, and I just like I don't have time to like dig shorts out of places or <laughs> like. So I feel like sport life is going to be great. I feel you a hundred percent. One of the things I did, and I feel like I did it slightly prematurely because I was like, "Oh, it's for sure going to be spring now," <laughs> and then it snowed like three times since I did this. But I was very hyper aware in my last house that I am an out of sight, out of mind person, especially with clothes. But I didn't have options. Like there was no other room or really way to set it up because my closet, we lived in a 1960s house and we were so lucky to even have two closets in the room, but I had doors. And so like, I could only ever really see a third of my closet at a time. And I did use drawers, but things would get buried and I'd lose stuff for literally years. I'd be like, oh, I forgot I own this, but I haven't worn it. But it was mostly because I never saw it, not because I didn't not like it or whatever. But this year I was like, I have got to figure out a system because I do have options to see more of my things more often, but I've already developed habits only living here a year where I'm like, I look at this rack, this very short rack, and I look in this one drawer. And if it's not in those two places, I'm not wearing it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I rearranged. It's already helped. But the change that was the most revolutionary to me was rotating my shoes. Oh, interesting. Because you like only go always go to the same pairs. I go to the same spots every time. And I was like annoyed. I was like, why do I never wear these sandals? Like, I really do like sandals. And then I was like, I really think it's my tunnel vision. I think I just don't see it. And so I switched around my shoes and I'm wearing a whole new set of shoes now. And I'm like, ooh, I think I'm going to do this more often. Like not just twice a year, but like Every couple months. I think I need to clear out some of my winter stuff. I can leave like a couple cardigans for these chilly days, but I think I need to clear some space because my closet is definitely smaller, but 
easier to see. Like I've like added stuff into it to where I do have options to see things. And I recently started, this is this fall where I was hanging. I got a, like a kitchen bar that you normally put like in your backsplash and it has hooks and you can hang like mugs or slotted spoons or whatever on it. Yeah, like I got that for my jeans and pants. Okay. So I yeah. like, hung it up on the wall and all the little hooks have like a belt loop on them of like all my pants. For all the plus borderline mid-sized ladies out there, it is okay if you only have one to two pairs that fit and the reality- For literally like, anybody because I have like 15 pairs of jeans and I go back to the same two. So. Okay. Well, I'm glad we're on the same page yeah. because yeah. I was like, if I had that, that no. would be There goofy. is something that I'm like, <laughs> is this- could I ever fit in these again? But I finally, one of the best pieces of advice is as someone who's like struggled with like body stuff literally my whole life, I heard someone say the other day that she's a little bit older than us. I think she's more into her late 30s, but she was getting new clothes and she was talking about the whole 2020 effects on all of our bodies, whatever. And she was talking about how she's finally done like willingly being uncomfortable in clothes for the sake of size. Oh, 100%. And I'm like, me too. And that is just so freeing. I told my mom the other day when we were in the hot tub, I've been, I had surgery last fall. So I was having some just like, like swelling or just like extra like water weight, whatever around my mid range. And I was talking to her about how like, have I literally always looked like this, but now I just don't have the energy to suck it in and hold it in all the time. Or like, is there actually extra weight around here? Because sometimes I can pull it in, but it's not comfortable. And I'm just tired of not being comfortable in my own body. And so this is just what I look like now. Well, coming from the girl that thought she had massive GI issues and realizing in college (sighs) that a lot of my issues were literally from clothes that were not making room for my organs. Yeah. So elastic waists are a godsend. <laughs> yep. Well, I can't wait to show off my sports. I'll show them to you when they get here. I need a full fashion show. Mm-hmm. I'm ready. All right. Well, what other housekeeping do we have for BP? What's going on in BP land? Oh, you guys. Okay. What day is it? It's May 3rd, right? Oh, is it May 3rd? It so if we're into any days, it's May 4th. One, two, three. Yeah. It's May 4th, May 5th. Sorry, guys. <laughs> okay, so please come support us. Okay, do this right now. I want you to pause and I want you to go to TikTok <laughs> and I want you to search The Boss Project and follow us, please. We are showing very short, sweet, tangible tips for service providers, semi-ranty opinions, and just the experience of two founders growing this business in this world, celebrating and supporting service providers like you all. And I hope that it's fun for you. (laughs) We, since it's the fifth, we literally just started. So like, don't judge us, but please follow, please leave a comment, please go like share it with like three people. It would honestly, it would like help us tremendously. So go do that. The boss project on TikTok. It'll be worth it. I promise. It will be worth it. Okay. So, <laughs> I'm going to try to be funny over there, guys. <laughs> yeah. And just know it's mostly for fun and experimentation, truly. Uh-huh. So we're not going to turn around and tell you you need to grow some TikTok for your own no. business. Okay. And I actually did. Well, and I feel like this could be a whole other podcast, but 
one of our friends talked about, so she teaches people about like growing your course to a certain amount of money. And her whole thing is like, you can do that. You can reach that goal, that specific money metric without social media, without posting every day, without these things. Right. But this particular person, she doesn't post every day, but she's posting stories and she's doing reels and she's doing stuff like that. And so someone commented and was like, well, if you're telling that your own clients don't even need social media to reach their goal, like, why are you on social media? And she had the best breakdown that I really enjoyed. Cause sometimes I've even had that with us where I'm like, why are we doing this? If we tell our clients that they don't have to, and I'm like, okay, we're scaling past a different financial benchmark than most of our clients will want to reach, ever reach, or have a company to reach just because they're very similar aspects in how we like serve and impact and sell. Like the businesses are ultimately different. And so I was like, oh yeah, because the marketing funness that we have, which is why we have the type of business that we do, because this part is fun for us. It's not fun for the majority of our clients. And so we help you figure out different ways, but I'm like, oh, things can just be like for fun and for different goals in your business. That's my only aside to that. (laughs) Yeah. So don't worry. There is no TikTok course coming soon or anything. (laughs) (laughs) No, I want you just to be on it for fun if you like it. And if you don't, then don't. (laughs) Exactly. All right. right. So I do want to talk about your service-based businesses. We have been, it's been so fun because we have our set of clients inside the incubator, but also our DMs have just been popping. And so we have more than ever this like insight into what people are going through, what they have going on in their business. And what are their biggest kind of hurdles they're facing? And one of the things that continues to pop up, especially as we help people define a high-touch signature service or ultimately focus on a more primary offering instead of having what we've lovingly called the Cheesecake Factory menu of offers, is we see this need to kind of eliminate other services. Now, One of the things that I see people run into with this is they're like, I'm open to it, but I like have active clients in some of these other services. And I don't know what to do with my existing clients that are utilizing those services. How do I have conversations with them? What do I do? How do I pivot without, you know, and for good reason, a lot of you, the main risk factor that you see is you're like, why would I not continue to take the income when it's working and I already have them in my corner? And so I do kind of want to talk about a little bit of a transition plan and then some other options that you guys have. But I want to take a flashback. You want to do a flashback with me? Yeah. Flashback. Go back in time. Bleep, bleep, I think, what, 2016 maybe? 2016. I'm pretty sure. Okay, so 2016, beginning of 2016, Emily and I were still offering services and we had definitely a primary offer already. We had been working, I would say our signature main package was a website that included branding and a big styled photography shoot as well as copywriting, but that was like a smaller piece of the puzzle. The main thing was like, The branding and website was going to be bomb and the set of photos you have were going to be like unlike anything you've ever seen before. And it was working so well. But we had sold, I would say probably in the last six months prior to this kind of becoming our primary offer, 
a lot of lower end social media packages. And specifically, we were working with a set of clients on retainer that were buying, I want to say it was like 30 stock images a month. Yeah, something like that. We would do like, not like a full style shoot at all. Like this was more like, this was back when kind of the flat lays were huge. Everyone was using them on Instagram. But having some that were just yours, that were branded to your business was really big. And so we were selling that to a handful of people. And then now don't do what Emily did and say, I just, (laughs) I want to just shut it all down. That's another story for another day. But specifically, we were absolutely going to stop offering the social media packages. Now, step one, and I think this is the part that people just like forget is even an option to them is you can like remove it as an offer and stop booking new people into it. But that doesn't mean you can't have a transition plan where there's still some clients that are actively in a package for a set period of time. Like, I know that sounds like the most no-brainer thing, but it makes a world of difference because I very explicitly remember knowing we needed the income and knowing that it didn't make sense to continue to book people into that service. Well, and I've seen this work for other people where it's the like the type of work that you do so or what you showcase. I specifically for like photographers use this a lot where like they would come to me when I was exclusively working with photographers, they would come to me and say like like I keep getting these client inquiries for, you know, senior photos or whatever and I really just I don't want to do seniors, I just want to do newborns. And I'm like then take the seniors off your website. Like that's all that you need to do. You need like, to showcase the kind of work you want to be exactly. doing. Exactly. Even so if you're still doing other even work. Even if you're still doing it. And even if a inquiry slips through and you want to say yes because of how it is or like the person it is or you want a cash injection or whatever, you get to make those decisions. But like, let's not continue growing the awareness of your business and your brand based on something you don't want to keep offering. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get it set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. Today's podcast is sponsored by Squarespace, the only all-in-one website platform we use and recommend to our clients. 
Squarespace makes it easy to create beautiful websites, engage with your audience, and sell your products and services all in one place. Visit squarespace.com slash boss project to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace has professional website templates with designs for nearly every category and use case. Start with a flexible template, then customize it to fit your unique needs. With Squarespace extensions, you can connect your website to vetted third-party tools to fully customize your website exactly the way you want it. Whether you sell services, products, or digital items, Squarespace has the tools you need for your online store. You can now host your videos on Squarespace and show them on beautiful video pages. You can even sell access to your videos with member areas. Go to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash boss project to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash boss project. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out the job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I know it sounds so straightforward, but it's the thing that you often can't see when you're in the middle of it. And so if you can... I think step one, taking it off your website as an option, whether that's on a services page or whatever. But then if you have a portfolio that kind of reflects the kind of work, whether that's on your website or you're highlighting it on social media, either stop posting or even potentially archive some things that no longer make sense. And it's surprising. I have people all the time who are like, I don't get it. Like I keep selling this thing. And I'm like, but are you fitting it. them into the new thing? Right. Like, are you even allowing them to see that you have this new offer or that you want it to be your primary thing? Because I think old habits die hard here. Like, it's really easy to have a client come in and go through the process you've been going through and you fit them into a package that you're used to doing. But it's about some habit change here. Like you might have to edit your sales process a little bit so that you can see how they could fit into something else. Or, you know, you get really confident in an area. It is, you're going to go in with a new offer or a bigger offer. And you might be a little less confident doing that client fit part where you're like, oh, this makes sense for you. But the only way you're going to get comfortable is by practicing. And so like you have to like in the same way that you used to not sell XYZ thing and then you did it, you have to go through that same process again. Anyway, I just think it doesn't have to be as hard as it seems. Right. But, but so- what about the like 
transition with those current clients? Yeah. I think there are a couple different, again, phases that you can take to this, right? There are instances where you're going to need to look at your clients and like, did the person literally just buy that package like yesterday? And maybe you're not fully ready to discontinue it with that client. I think there's a phase out process of the existing clients who are getting that service. So looking at their contracts, what did you promise? What did you say that you would deliver? And you need to make the decision, are you going to fulfill on that promise? Or is this a big enough thing that you have so much reason behind making the change that an adjustment to that contract needs to be done? That's a decision only you can make. I see it more often in the, you can keep fulfilling it. You just need to know when it ends kind of thing. Yeah. And that's why we, you know, you might only have three or six months contracts. Exactly. Fulfilling it for another four months is not the grand scheme of of things. No. Right. But take a look at your contract. Be mindful of your deadlines because you could be thinking in your head that this is going to be forever and it's never ending. But if you actually look at the facts, like what are you looking at? And then just like literally whiteboard that out, right? If you're like excited to stop offering that, be like in four months, this one's done. In three months, this one's done. And then it's no more. Can you just get through it? Can you keep fulfilling it? Whatever. Okay. But we also have clients who are on retainer who the contract necessarily like maybe could be adjusted, but the retainer is like ongoing. It's forever. How many people do we have that have like just been in this retainer that never really ended? Uh Uh-huh. And they never really signed a new contract and you've just been billing them and doing the same thing for maybe years. I think this is a beautiful opportunity to readdress those terms and conditions of working with you. (laughs) Set a meeting, man. You never know when a meeting will pop up. You know, I've had a contractor be like, we never adjusted our rate the whole time we worked together. And I was like, uh-huh. Like, <laughs> and it's easy to think, oh, well, they're not going to listen to me. But you know what? I promise you, they're, especially if you're working with other businesses, well, even individuals, heck, individuals might even be more right <laughs> apt to this. But very rarely are you going to find someone that's going to be like, Mm, it's been a while since you've charged me more. Uh I'm just going to start sending you more money. Mm -hmm. Like people don't voluntarily do that, but that doesn't mean they're not fully aware that you haven't done a price increase in two years. And even if it's the middle of the year, I know it's easier to bring it up in January. I get that. But like, if it's been two years since you've had your contract or even 12 months, like they're not going to be like, oh my God, I can't believe. They know. They go to the grocery store too and know it's more expensive. They know that gas prices went up. They know that your cost of living has increased. So they're not going to be surprised. Right. There's also the layer of the conversation that you are eliminating the service, not just increasing the price. I do think what I would love from you is coming into that conversation a little bit more prepared to show their value difference for their results as to why you're taking something away and providing something different. You don't always have to replace something if you take something away. I'm not saying that you have to do that every time. It's going to be different with what you offer. But for example, social media marketing, marketing in general is one of the most common industries where this happens because marketing changes. The landscape of social media changes. What's working changes, right? So often. And so a package that you were fit into two years ago literally could not work this year. It might not work. Like there might be things in there that like don't even exist anymore, right? Like, do you still have your social media manager saying that they're going to crush it for you on Periscope when that app hasn't been around in like how long? 
So like, it's okay to reestablish what's in that package because the landscape changes. So hopping on that call, being prepared to have the conversation about when your contract renews, here's a new price point. Here's some new terms I wanted to highlight for you. And I'm also removing or stopping this part of the service. And here's why. And ultimately, if we can shift that why into the value of like, because I know what your business needs in order to reach your goals, this is no longer worth our time. And here's what we're going to do instead. Yeah. And I think, you know, you don't have to necessarily add something or replace it with something else. Like I've absolutely, we've had clients who've gone in and said, we'd like to fit you into this new package. Here's what that would look like. However, if you would like to stay at your current rate, then this would be the adjustment to your deliverables. And it was literally a reduced amount of things but at the same price point, and I know, you know, in an ideal world, do you have a set of retainer clients where everyone's being charged the same thing and a super simplified list of what everyone needs? I mean, yes, that's an ideal world. But I think a lot of you are going to have a mostly ideal world where you're going to have a few clients that are kind of all around the same thing, a couple of clients that are maybe more legacy. You have a bit of a relationship or a rapport and you do make special arrangements for them. Now, what I want to be careful of is that you don't do that to the point that you are now. I've seen people price to the point, especially if they have help, whether that's full-time or even a contractor, where they are barely breaking even or even losing money on those things. And so I do think you have to be mindful because at what point does offering a service and then not making anything on it? Like, why are you doing it at all? Like, because then you're just being busy for no reason. Yep. I want you to be able to provide your best work. And ultimately what happens when we actually have these conversations with our clients and reestablish their rate, get them into what I feel like is a more ethical offer package that you can offer with results that actually matter. What happens is then you get excited again about those clients. What happens is you don't have to say yes to as many people who maybe didn't like inspire your creativity to want to work with them because you don't have to take that client. What happens is, is when you hop on the phone with that client and you're offering them less stuff because you just don't need to offer them the fluff and they have a brilliant idea or they want to strategize something with you, you have the time and the creative space to do that and to serve in ways that you're not able to serve right now because we're offering too much shit that actually doesn't make a difference to too many people because we're not actually priced ethically offering ethical value. Yeah, I think it's easy to not look at the reality there and lie to yourself about some things, especially when the client's been around a while. And especially if you like working on their account, like, and I get it. There are times when you want to just be passionate and do the thing that like lights you up. But I also just want you to set better boundaries. We had a current client just yesterday had an amazing presentation with a potential client, big potential client. And, you know, it's exciting when a potential client is so pumped about what you're doing that they asked to add on. And she went back and she's like, oh, like, I don't want to lose out on this client. And so I want to make sure I'm pricing this to the point where like, they'll say yes. And it's like a total no brainer. And I'm like, but the price you're suggesting for this add on is all of a sudden going to make the whole project not even worth your time. Because you're going to so underprice the add on. I'm like, 
I would much rather you go in knowing what you need to be charging so that you can be really clear on your kind of bottom line, so to speak, and protect it. Because if you're not willing to protect it, then you're going to walk around and you may be in a situation where your original price point for the package as is was set up correctly. But because you let your client push you around so much about them dictating what they think they need, then you could end up back in a place where you're not pricing it appropriately. And, and then for 99% what? of the time, it wasn't the client dictating everything. It was the story you're telling yourself no, about what the client They do. just brought, they had like a side comment in your pitch meeting. Yeah. Oh, the amount of times we tell a story. I could do a whole podcast on just the stories we tell ourselves about oh, our yeah. clients. Mm-hmm. Starting with me first. So <laughs> y'all, we all do it. <laughs> now, I'm curious when you look at existing clients and you're like, okay, I do see this set, I probably just need to let go. And this set, I could fit them into this new version. I think the place I see a lot of our audience at, our clients at, is like this place of indecision where they're just like scared to make that first, well, gosh, if I let that client go, then I have to replace them. And like the franticness of all that, where would you start? Looking at the actual truth in the numbers first, because I get that. I 100% get it. You think that if one is removed, then one needs to be replaced. And I'm telling you the reality that we're trying to build for our clients and show them how to design a business that's life first, the principle of that isn't stuffing every single hour with something billable. It just isn't. And it's the opposite of that, actually. And the joy that happens when you take the first scary step and talk to your current clients, you take the next scary step and raise the prices, you take the next scary step and eliminate some services, right? And you're doing all of these things. And then there are people who it just absolutely doesn't make sense for. So we're now at this last phase of kind of like, oh, shit, shit. The realization sets in for our clients that, oh, now that you've actually priced appropriately where you're not working for free, not losing money, you're able to have more creative space because you've eliminated the fluff services. You now leave that inner like gut feeling of scarcity. Like it gets less and less and less of that feast or famine mode, because I think we create that for ourselves every time we undercharge and say yes to clients who aren't dreaming. Well, and that's why you're getting in feast or famine. Mm -hmm. I don't think people realize the reason feast or famine exists is almost always a root of undercharging. And so because of it- And over-delivering. Yeah. It's undercharging, over-delivering, and you work yourself to the bone, and then you get so exhausted that you don't know how to fill your bucket back up. And so you just kind of like almost let it die to the point where you're like feeling like you're starting all over again all the time. And that's exhausting. And I promise you when you have more space naturally, it can be so empowering. I've watched some of our clients go from they're because of the price point difference and the way they're looking at it, they need one client to replace what used to take five. And so when that's the case, you can naturally work with less people. We've had several of our clients who work with, I don't know, a quarter of who they used to work with before, but are making double. Yep. Well, we had a client who was booked out by mid-March for the year. And any clients on top of that, she could do, if she wanted extra cash injection, 
but she chose to have some space right now and see what does rest look like? What does rest open up for my business? And I, I saw this great TikTok the other night that was about, it's a little bit about social media and like not just the effects of it on our brains and our destruction and all that stuff, which I do find very interesting. But it was more so the like, you know, when you're just sitting in silence and you're watching a sunset or you're sitting outside and you're watching people walk by and the cars drive by or the woods or whatever, right? And it's so easy for us to just want to pick up our phone and like search and scroll and look. And this person was talking about how just creating the habit of when you're pulling out your phone, asking yourself, what am I actually searching for? If you need to check your email, if you need to check this notification or this one text message, go do that and then put it away and like be done with it. Don't just like keep searching for what you don't even know that you're looking for. But it talked about how sitting and literally doing nothing and just being aware of our surroundings is actually the most creative state we can be in because our brain has to entertain itself while we're sitting there doing nothing and we're paying attention to different details and we're talking to ourselves or we're processing emotions or whatever it might be. And that's actually when you're literally doing nothing, the most creative that you will ever be. And so I want to- That's why I walk more. (laughs) The walks I take, that's why they're so refreshing to me because it's the time that I slow down and I don't allow other distractions to come in. And there is something about in my opinion, moving your body is not the same as thinking. And so like, it's like, it's why, I mean, I wouldn't say it's a good habit, but it's why you can drive and eat at the same time or sing or have a conversation or whatever. And it's not the same as multitasking where like you literally can't do it at the same time. Although how many times have you driven home and you'd be like, "Mm, how did I get here? here? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's crazy though. I encourage you if, especially you're feeling flustered on letting the money go, I would encourage you to go back and listen to a recent episode we did about the cost benefit analysis that Christina did. Cause truly she let go of what? 24 clients that were going to bring in about $200 a pop. Yeah. And she just needed one client at a higher price point and it was going to take her I can't even remember it was like an absurd it was like versus 370 hours or something yeah it was insane the amount of time difference it would take and so I think we get caught up in the well I don't want to lose the money but it's like have you really sat down to figure out how long it's taking you to do some of these things? You're losing more money by saying yes to it. I know that sounds crazy, but like, it's so true. And so I encourage you to really take the time to look at that. And if you're wondering, I need more, I need more guidance. I need to talk through my situation. I want to figure out what to do and how to do it. I want to have this conversation with you in the DMs and I would love to coach you through this inside the incubator. So feel free to send us a DM over at Boss Project and I really encourage you if this resonated with you to send in your application so we can just talk about what it would look like to work together on this because when I tell you that we dig in with clients on their actual offers and their real numbers and their real scenarios It is very one-on-one in that way. So I encourage you to apply over at bossproject.com slash incubator. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. 
we're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. 